Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Becky Hull, Olivia Wayne, and very special guest, Jonathan Soons. Jonathan is a creative ambassador for Headmasters. You'll find him creating styles for bloggers and press in Headmasters Great Portland Street Salon and styling hair on the pages of magazines, as well as Headmasters clients in their Mayfair Salon. Welcome, Jonathan. How do you do, Lee? Lovely to have you here. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk all about hair. Exciting. We get a lot of questions on hair, you know, obviously all the generic questions, but also team hair. That's why Olivia team has hair. been enlisted. I mean, you have um, the best. No, but hair is my thing over makeup any day. Oh, really? So, yeah, I feel like that's... So you're one or the other, aren't you, really? Yeah, yeah I literally would go bare face, but if my hair is bad, I feel off. You're okay. a rare one, then. <laughs> oh, do you yeah. think? No. I agree. But I feel like if you have a lot of hair yeah. and you wear it down a lot or yeah. whatever, then it suddenly... <gasps> Feels okay. really, really odd if it looks bad. I, yeah. I was saying to Becky this point that today it really didn't work with my plan to wash my hair today. Actually, it's really inconvenient. But I was like, <laughs> it was so greasy. I was like, we can't, I cannot sit in a podcast and talk about hair if I'm not feeling the part. So, um, it is freshly washed. Okay, so Jonathan, let's go straight in yeah. and we'll start with cuts. Well, actually, because I've got quite a few questions about haircuts anyway. Actually, yeah, um, quite. Oh, cool. someone's wanting to go a bit shorter. Are you post-wedding, post-wedding standards? Wedding. I quite fancy a big chop. What did you do? That? Of course, grew it. Grew, grew, and it was like down to my ass and then as soon as I got married it went like above shoulder oh is that what everyone does am I just well really I think there Not definitely is this kind of feels like this sort of like bride duty to grow your hair for a wedding and then yeah. suddenly you've got to just... whack it off basically yeah. but I guarantee though very quickly people grow it back though totally well okay well, we'll get to my cut dramas <laughs> but the first thing I wanted to ask is how often should you get a haircut you know we all hear about mm. regular trims etc so how often really well should we we'd normally say like the generic time is sort of like in between six to eight weeks but generally I think now with the way that we do hair and the techniques that we use especially for colouring mm-hmm. we do tend to go more closer towards like 10 weeks okay but also I guess it depends on your style as in if you yeah. have long hair what's the difference if it's a few inches longer well, and you leave it whereas exactly. if it needs to be a like a sleek bob yeah. or whatever well, yeah. it might grow out but surely it's for health reasons that you're supposed to have it trimmed all that Healthy often. hair, yeah. yeah. It's not for aesthetic purposes, Yeah, yeah. I think because undone hair does look so good, yeah. people do go that bit a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. People will rebook their appointments if they are that type of person mm-hmm. to rebook straight away, which people should be. They'll be like, actually, no, this is still looking amazing. You know, I <laughs> yeah. think I can drag this out for a couple more weeks. Uh, and then... Surely your hair always looks amazing the day you're going for a haircut. And you're like, why am I yeah, doing this? Always. Always. I mean, always. Always. So. Absolutely. So I think people do go that little bit further. I think there's something like an average now that we will see a woman in a hairdresser's. I think it's like three times a year yeah, for I a haircut. Right Do you know what? I actually would say that is spot on for yeah. me, if not twice a year. I'm twice, <laughs> Max. I am twice. Which is like, we'll see like a man every sort of five weeks. My Men hair. are actually loyal, yes. but like, it's yeah. literally like, but women will see them on average now, especially for the girls with long hair. That's yeah. so funny. Why do you think that is? I don't like mine when it's freshly cut. Is it, are you the I same? just, when I'm in a long phase, there's really no point until yeah. I'm like, oh, it's looking really frazzled. 
frazzled, and mm. then I think, ooh, I must book one. But I'm not looking at it like that, David. Yeah. And often it styles better. Mm. Yeah. When, yes. You know, like when it's a bit dead. When it's just a bit lighter and a bit looser on the ends, and yeah. it feels like it. Sometimes when your hair's freshly cut, yeah. it kind of doesn't behave the way you want it to. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's my Mine's a growth thing as well. I'm always like, oh, I just keep eking it out because it'll grow longer if I don't cut it. But that is probably a myth, isn't it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Question. Yeah. How could cutting the end right, affect exactly. the growth oh, exactly. from the root? That is a good question. <laughs> okay. So I, I believe it is a myth, massively. That what? Cutting your hair will make your hair grow faster. I just can't. That's surely a miracle that they yeah, can do that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's the other end of the yeah, exactly. Why would your scalp the affect your The only way that end? I could think that could be, instead of, for instance, you were like, oh, okay, I did six months without cutting my hair. And then you're like, look, it looks long. It looks amazing. But it feels mm. not very great. And then you go, but to stop me having to spend like 10 minutes of taking these knots out every morning, I'm going to have to have a lot taken off. Yeah. That's it. To try and sort of like even yeah. it out, really. But saying that, though, the way that we cut hair now is very differently to how we cut for maintenance trims, mm. very differently to how we were cut like five years ago. Why? What's changed? Well, because of the way that we colour hair now and the way that we style hair now, the actual doing the regular trim, that inch, mm. is kind of like... Yeah, that is is a necessity. Mm. But now we, rather than coming in just having this bit here, this bit here, every sort of like, what, those three times a year that Mm. you come in, now we actually have to trim everything all the way up. So now we actually remove the split ends. Okay. So It's not about length, it's about... Exactly. It's about health. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I moved to London, don't worry, I'm not a freak or anything like that, but I remember sort of like (laughs) staring at these women on the train and they'd be like literally like picking up their ends and looking at them. And then sometimes I'll catch women actually pulling their split ends off. And I was like, what is that about? I but I'm guessing Absolutely. pulling your split ends out is not a... That's not, quite extreme, it's isn't it, really? extreme. So you shouldn't do that when you find a good one. <laughs> but then what I noticed that when women come in and have their hair cut, they're kind of like this, this kind of like check-off thing. You have your hair blow-dried, you have your hair cut, and then suddenly you kind of like, do this, and you want your hands for it. And then sometimes I see women sort of like grab their hair and point out, and then they kind of look at those ends. Yeah, and I was like, well, they've paid X amount of money for a haircut, and they're kind of like, that bit's still there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's the bit that I came in for. Yes. So now we kind of like go... Now we do do the ends that need to come off, but we also search through the front of the hair where people do tend to split more often, yeah. especially around the crown where people tie their hair up and they pull their yeah, band out. That me. pulls the crown out quite oh, a bit. So we will remove the split ends mostly when it's dry that way. So we actually cut the surface off. That's how we maintain hair now, okay. basically. So basically that old kind of concept of just going in for a trim doesn't really exist. No. Okay. Okay. Call it maintenance, maintenance, like everything else in beauty. Yeah. yeah. Another maintenance. Exactly. It's good to know though, isn't it? Because I think so many people treat it as just a mechanical thing. Like, let's go mm. again. Trip, yeah. But actually, if you look at it like that, maybe I should go more than it's twice a year. I also find it a real pleasure. Do you? Well, cut? Not necessarily having the cut, but it's like an experience, you know? Like a blow dry for me is more like, oh, I really can't be bothered to dry my hair. It takes yeah. so long. I'll quickly get a blow dry. Yeah. But the cut is like, you know you're going to leave feeling like you've yeah. had a little pep up. Well, know? some people will come in and they'll be like, but I just want to let you know that I hate having my hair cut. Yeah, I'm a bit more like, like right, your some anxiety. People, yeah. Some people even say, like, I prefer to go to a dentist. And it's like, okay. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, that's quite extreme. That's quite extreme, yeah. <laughs> so in times of split ends, is there anything that you can do to minimise having split ends, breaking, you know, if you are somebody who doesn't like going to the hairdresser all yeah. often, what can you do 
to try and not be quite so damaged. <laughs> Obviously, you've got the most important thing. If you are blow drying your hair with a heat or a brush, you want to be protecting that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So heat protection sprays really do work. So you've yes. got heat protectors are for blow drying and thermal protectors are for if you're using a heat tool. Okay. Yeah. For instance, like we use a lot of Kerastars in our salons mm -hmm. and Kerastars will have like thermic at the start and that means it will react with heat. So if you're using straining irons or using a tong or anything mm -hmm. like that, that will be able to take that amount of heat. But if it's just like a heat spray, generally that's best for if you're just going to be using a brush. That's, that's a tip. A whole other thing. That is a yeah. tip. It's almost like putting a top coat, like a seal on their hair, and that will conduct the heat and protect what's underneath it, okay. basically. So, Carousel, do you recommend any yeah. other products for heat um, protection? I would say it is searching for those words, though, like thermal or heat protectors mm -hmm. and knowing which one you're going down, really, basically. But Cement Thermique from Carousel is just like one of our go-to, because what it does it is a treatment that reacts with heat. So you're mm -hmm. treating your hair at oh, the wow. same time. Okay. So it. that's kind of like the a win-win type of thing, really. And yeah. we will come on to product afterwards. But yeah. just while we're on that, so you do recommend investing in hair care products. Absolutely. I went on a challenge this year to understand really what products should be and how they should be talked about mm -hmm. in, a, in a way, really. And I think with your makeup kit and your routine, how you cleanse and tone and moisturize, that needs to be a routine with hair as well. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you have your kit. Every girl has that kit bag with all their makeup and their routine and they know exactly what they use to get that routine done mm -hmm. in the morning. And I feel, I do believe there should be that with the brush, the product, the heat protector, and you have yeah. that routine that you do your thing. And then, yeah, I do believe that, yeah, products are, it's a tool, it's an essential yeah. thing, really. And people forget us at the same time that your hair grows out of your skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so like, you know, what you do for your face, you should be doing for your scalp mm -hmm. as well and your skin at the same time. Yes, scalp scalp health. health. Well, we it's will come to yeah. scalp Oi, there's so do much to Do you have, do either of you have that? Becky, you're a beauty editor. Do you have a hair routine? Oh. God, Jonathan, I can feel you looking at me. I actually... Your hair's pretty mega, though, isn't yeah, it? Do you great think? Hair. Yeah. As for hair products, oh, I do use masks. I'm cool. quite big on masks because I have bleach in my hair. That is the thing oh, for me. So that is something I do. You need. I know, but I am guilty very much of not using heat protectors. Mm. I just don't. I know that's really But how much too. styling do you do? Not often, but I do crimp my hair. I would do you crimp your hair? your hair? Sorry, I forgot it was the 90s. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wow. Wow, wow. you crimpsy. I have this babyliss S wave. Yeah, I remember, oh, okay. I remember yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's not like full on crimps. Yeah. It's like very Sarah Jessica Parker Sex in the City. Oh, got it, got it. But it is cool. But I would say that I use hairspray, I use things like that, but I don't use a heat protector. Mm. And I know it's bad. And I don't know why. I think it's because I fear the crispiness. Yeah, but it's when you hear that. Mm. The sizzle. Then <laughs> you're like, what am I doing? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. What? Olivia, have you got a hair routine? Pretty lax, to be honest. Mm. But, yeah, I always kind of spray a little bit of heat protector, but who knows if it's any good. Yeah. Or I have, like, heat protector cream. Cool. Or whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's, like, very slapdash. Yeah. But I did find Christoph Robin or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The kind of exfoliating scalp. Because... Mm. Someone told me they had nits. So then, of course... You panicked. I just got itchy. Yeah. So then I was freaking out. And I was like, I'm not... I don't have nits. I have had this checked. But I obviously want to cleanse my mm -hmm. scalp. Yeah, yeah, This stuff is amazing for making you feel like you're really mm. sorting your scalp out. Okay. And then I think it really helps my hair. Could do that occasionally. I definitely think that's a bit of a trend thing at the moment. Though. Yeah. There definitely has been a lot of products this year that's come out, which has been based on... Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know. I just was panicking. Cleansing. I just want to scrub my scalp clean. Yeah. Even though... 
they're like clean hair, but so yeah, it's a mentality. But, but other than that, it? and recently I've tried to not blow dry and stuff, but it doesn't get that cool beach mm-hmm. wave. It goes, it's just, this weather's not good for it. Your hair is very shiny. I was about to so say this that. Was a natural. This, no, this was with a hair dryer this time. Okay. On, on but, Friday, though. But, oh, yeah. But still, it's, you've got glossy hair. But I've only recently started a bit of balayage. Brunettes always yeah. generally have shine. Yeah. And also I don't do the root, so I guess it always comes through yes. better. Let's just finish talking about cuts really quickly before we move on to colour. So, how many inches should you take off for a really healthy cut? I suppose that depends on the hairdresser, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I am a massive lover of long hair, so yeah. I always try and keep more than this I our, can. This is our man. I was yeah. going to say, you can't. Not the opposite. Yeah, normal normally it's like, how exciting. <laughs> if somebody really wants like, yeah, I really want to glob it off, I'm like, really, do you? Do you really? Sometimes I do push my own taste on people. So I always do love hair that should be, it's kind of like too long than it should be. It's almost like mum doesn't like my hair because it's too long. I'm like, that, that's when you know it's good. Okay, <laughs> oh, good. I think mine's Yeah, that. I think you so yeah. Like, yeah. It's almost I'm like a... it's too long for mum. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. It's good, that type of thing, really. But I always try and take less off. But then once again, uh, we have a, a technique called the healthy hair micro trim is where we take all the split ends mm-hmm. off. So I would rather make sure that all, anything that is split and healthy is taken off then mm-hmm. and then take less off. Okay. If somebody is like, I just love my hair long. Some, it's also gauging, some people like to feel like they've had their hair cut when they leave. Mm. Yes. I want people to notice it. Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 I can't yeah, yeah. judge it that way, basically. And also, if you're spending a lot of money on a haircut, you kind of do. You <laughs> want to be able to see that there's been some kind of Exactly. So I try and sort of like judge it in that sort of like... Individual and, needs. And it's yeah, always... The old school hairdressing saying, so it's not what you take off, it's what you leave on. Oh, I like that. Oh, no. old school hairdressing. Yeah. old school saying. So, and then also when the hair's dry, we do so much more work dry now than we used to well, like years ago. So we can always take more off later if we need to. Oh, yeah, once you see it. One, one thing, my hairdresser always makes me still stand up. Oh, you're like your little girl. I, I thought that was something that stopped happening once you became an adult. I thought but why do they still make me stand up? Because I feel like that doesn't happen to anyone else. It's because it's yes. long. It's because it's so long. It's probably because it's, Is that why? It's probably because it's, it's close to the base of the chair. Yeah, so it's very Annoying hard to cut. Annoying, but I can see that. Yours, they... Mine's not longer than yours. I feel like it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's it not far off. off right now. You've been growing it for the last oh, year. It always yeah. makes me laugh though, because like now, for the last sort of like eight years, hair has been long, mm. long, right? Okay. And then when I started hairdressing sort of like in the mid-90s, women having really long hair, I mean, we consider that to be quite infantile. I was going to say, grown-ups, mums did not have long hair. Well, that's what I want to ask you. Do you think there's an age cut-off for long hair? If you see like a 50-year-old woman with long hair, you're a bit like... Well, that is... I think this year that has been a bit of a topic, actually, because I... Feel now there's that kind of thing where women get to a certain age they have to go shorter mm. and then they kind of end up looking like the queen and <laughs> I actually think women are keeping their hair longer mm. and people are embracing their natural grey now people are like letting their yeah. hair go grey at the front sure. my wife's just done it she's let all her grey streak gone through she's got this amazing Quillever the Ville thing going on cool. but she's got insanely long hair so yeah I think people are going longer and with people like Sarah from Vogue like with yeah. I was just yeah. thinking about Sarah hair, which is exactly. absolutely incredible so Think, but it yeah. needs to be good quality, well looked after yeah. hair. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, no matter the colour, as long as it looks good. Yeah. I am thinking of going for a chop, yeah. a significant chop. What do you say to people who tell you that they're thinking about that? I think now, say for instance, if you're going from longer and you're going to a midi or a lob or mm-hmm. a sort of length I'm like that. I'm thinking lob, not like super short. The most important thing is that you have the characteristics of a long hairstyle still. 
I'll break that down. <laughs> yes, that okay, so say for instance, like I'm looking at your hair now, you've got mm-hmm. this really cute little sort of like wave that frames mm-hmm. the face. You need that with your yep. look, okay? And the same with the colour, you'd have the lightened ends mm-hmm. and the darker roots and type of things. So you need those characteristics mm-hmm. within your lobs and your middies still so that it feels like something that you're used to. Right. If you do go for something which is completely polar opposite, that means that it's literally like you are changing your wardrobe and your Massive makeup in a, in a yeah. big way. Yeah, yeah. So I'd have something, it's almost kind of like what your hair's doing now, but have it. Shorter. I think a big tip is like long at the front. Definitely. You, yeah. you know, if you keep the front bit, the long part too, then yeah. it doesn't feel as short. Yeah. It's when the front feels like a fringe. Totally. Then it's like, ah, oh, exposed. And yeah. also it does mean that you can always then put your hair up. My front bits are probably the length of a lob. So therefore, if I had those down, then it would just feel the same as it is now. Really, exactly. It? And also you'll be using the same routine for styling yeah. your hair yes. anyway. Then. So that's kind of like a, a massive That's a good plan. tip. That's a good tip. So, so just chop. Yeah. And also and the it. danger point mm. of having having like anything lob or midi length is that you kind of want to keep it simple mm-hmm. and don't feel like layers are a good thing. Okay. Because as soon as you go to that length around the shoulders and you start putting like let's just call it like a classic layer. Mm. You're basically throwing yourself to like 1995 first episode of Friends. Oh, I was just going to say that bouffant like volume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. when you can feel yeah. the layers on top of your oh. head, you're like, whoa, where's my hair? <laughs> yeah. Such short layers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You'll yeah. get a bit of like a two haircut syndrome. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. plus then you go like, I love the length, but now I've got something I've got to grow out. I mean, yes. like, great. And also so styling true. becomes harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, I know that we're always referencing a time, so at the moment we're in this kind of like 90s sort of like mm. trend going on. And with like the bobs in the middies it is that perfect blend of having something slightly boyish mm-hmm. something slightly undone but still has a lot of femininity in, at the same time I'm obsessed by French hair mm-hmm. so it has to be something which is really really simple so okay. it's like the length is the feature don't try and make a layer the feature oh really mm-hmm. good tip yeah. and don't go so niche to here niche to there yeah as in in me like yeah. Yeah. commit do yeah. something yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah you've got to chop or not yeah what do you do if you really hate a haircut what should you do? Wait. Hairband. <laughs> <laughs> Tie them up. Jazzy accessories. That's it. Should uh, you say something? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, 100%. Is there oh, a yeah. way, do you think, of saying it? Is there a way of delivering that? I mean, oh. It's not quite what I thought it was going to be. It was everything like that. But they can't put it back on. It's not like colour where they could be like, okay, come in and we can work on this. Like, what can you do with the cut? Well, first of all, communication is key. So I always am a big obsessed by pictures and making sure I won't do anything unless I'm 100% that we're all both on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Like, taste is a subjective thing. So sort of like, what your taste might be very different to my taste. So I have to understand your taste before. Yeah. I actually know mm-hmm. where we're going. So if communication is a breakdown, it isn't quite there. If you've just gone, yeah, I want to go here, and you go, right, let's go to the basin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. probably a chance that it's actually, you're mm-hmm. not going to get what each person's thinking. So, so also part of that presumably is that if you're going to do anything vaguely drastic, go to somebody who you trust and who you know already. Don't, don't go somewhere new for the first time, right? Yeah, don't refresh your whole look with a newbie. What have worked? 100%. With a yeah. There is this kind of thing. I'm hoping I'm not going to disrespect hairdressers here too much but I think some hairdressers can be a bit too safe mm-hmm. and they will kind of like end up just doing the maintenance the maintenance the mm. same colour same colour same colour and, when the, and the client's kind of like I do want to change but I'm a bit scared to ask for mm-hmm. it and I always teach because I teach hairdressing as well I always will teach that you should always be seeing a client as like a constant project it's like okay like if I see something in a magazine, if I see something on a show, I'm like that. Oh, that reminds me of that client, and I will plant the seed mm-hmm. in there. I'll be literally like, <laughs> How many Have you seen it? these bangs? <laughs> Have you seen this undone wave? Have you seen this color? And they'd be yeah. like, Oh yeah. But then you know, if like if you see something and you're like, say for instance, you're saving up for a car. Everywhere you go, you'll see that car. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, okay, then have you seen about these cute little bangs? 
and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not sure about that. I guarantee it, they'll start to see it. And then they'll start to warm to it and they go, do you know what? I've seen that more often, I think I'll like that. And then it okay. will happen. So ah, you're almost so manipulative. So manipulative. <laughs> but you could kind of do that to yourself, couldn't you? Because you could, like, if you decide that you're thinking about it, I feel like that's happened to me. Yeah. Since I decided that I want the chop, You'll all see I'm seeing it. is everyone oh, looking really good so with the chop. But I just think with a cut, and I kind of there's loads of disgust, but like, it will grow. Yeah, you're right. yeah I mean, you I, just can't. You can't put so much pressure on it. Yes. Like, mm. unless it's your whole livelihood, as in, yeah. and it could ruin well, your career. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like just chill. It's yeah, just hair. It is point. true. I mean, I had really long hair this time last Did you? year. You it was do down to your length. Hair. Yeah, and I just went and had it completely chopped off. But is it growing? It's growing. Yeah. Slowly. Do you but want surely. it to grow? Or are you happy with it? I actually really want to grow it back do out. You? That you length is amazing on you. Yeah, for those who can't see, because Becky, your hair is often up, isn't it? But big on the bun but I really miss having long hair but what I would say like Olivia is that it grows back so yeah, much quicker does. than you think it's and just also, hair like it's isn't... quite fun there's something about shorter hair that I think is a bit cooler dare I say it <laughs> yeah long hair's safe Long hair is safe. It's a black, well, that's it why. Safe, that's yeah. why it's, a it's a security blanket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan loves long hair. But yeah. I do love long hair. Yeah, I do love long hair. Let's talk colour. Okay, yeah, let's talk colour. Cool. If you're a colour virgin, how do you work out what is the best colour for you? Ah, okay then. So that's a hard question, isn't it? It is Sorry. a hard question. And also, surely it's about the technician advising rather than you saying, I want this. It'd be like, that would wash you out in your skin or... Yeah, it's got to be something that's going to understand your skin tone. Yeah. It's going to look at the colour of your eyes, look mm -hmm. at the type of colours that you wear. Everything like that's got to be really sort of like thought about mm -hmm. in a big, big way. And obviously making sure that you're not doing anything that's gonna, just going to throw your makeup off in a completely yeah. different yeah. place, really. Mm -hmm. And I, if you're not Kim Kardashian, who can top it up every week, yes. it's got to be a yeah, manageable... Exactly. I think it is kind of like what if you want to make a statement. Mm -hmm. Not very many people have a tendency to sort of like do like huge global colours anymore. No. So it'd be like, I'm... I mean, years ago, I used to be with colours, be like, if you're a blonde, you're a full-on blonde. If you're a brunette, you're a full-on brunette. If you're a redhead, and then I didn't really like like mixing colours that mm. much together. But now, I think with how hair is so natural, yeah, we will light snap. But what I would say, if somebody is a colour virgin, I would always go down the road of trying to emulate what hair does naturally when it lifts by the sun. Okay. So lightening around the face first. Mm -hmm. So having like a contour, so having some like little bright little bits at the front, first of all, and then just the tips. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the best introduction to colour. Okay. Not full on. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think gone are the days that, well, slowly gone are the days where people will be having like their half heads and full heads now. Mm. And things. Do you know what? I find that a really that hard question. So, it's I suppose really people dated. generally ask that though because it's like the length of time needed. Yeah. Really. And how much they're going to charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> but I think like many, many years ago when I was working in Paris, there was a hairdresser that was like, you stupid English hairdressers why would you ever think that hair naturally lifts from the root like your yeah. hair doesn't naturally come out of your head blonde yeah, it yes. comes out it's so true, true. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just like mm, I don't know what you're talking about and then I realised actually yeah and we've been knocking off French hair for years now so the fact that we're always trying to create something that the, hair, the sun's intervened somewhere yes but I think now if you've got like no makeup look and no hair, no, you know, we're always trying to do that. It's got to look yeah. effortless. Yes, it's true. Nobody's getting their hair coloured in the hope that it looks like it's been coloured. Yeah. Unless you're like, I'm going from like bright red or something. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. yeah. People are, I would just say sort of like the most dominant thing that we do in our salons is balayage and like doing a contour on the front and the mm. balayage. That's kind of like our bread and butter at the moment. But, you know, like people are starting to do things like going like rose golds all over. People are sort of more open to having the colour they have on, so say like their balayage or their highlights and then they will go have like a colour wash all over it and 
they'll go like, I want to do a lavender, or I want to do a stilica, because that will fade out quite quickly. And that's the thing, there's so many different techniques now that it isn't just a case of forehead, half head. There's right. so many different options. I mean, someone said about low lights. That's old school, yeah. right? Yeah. So, really old school. Oh, so <laughs> let's, let's define a few terms yeah. in that case. Low lights is what? That's going darker, right? Yeah. Exactly. So normally low lights we would have like you would have like some highlights and then you'd have something darker in between to create some sort of like depth. Okay. I think hair. I have a mix of highlights Stripey. and low lights. <laughs> Not if it's done well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got a choice of either use your own colour, your natural colour as a low light, and then you'd have your highlights to create depth in there. So if somebody's got really, really fine hair, we wouldn't actually try and use their actual their own colour as like a backdrop, shall we say, so for lighter pieces. It's like that bit of hair, you can't obviously can't see yeah, what I'm doing, but it's that bit like yeah. the nape of your At neck, face, that's your kind the of natural bit. dark Exactly. Bit. It never yeah. sees the sun. So, and also, so if, if somebody's had, say for instance, they have had years of having like full head of highlights over and over again, we will use low lights to make it feel like it's, it's not had mm -hmm. that, somebody yeah. that wants to get away from being sure. like a full head blonde type of thing, we'll use it to be able to break it up. Okay, I actually had that. It was all getting too blonde at one point. Yeah, so. but most of the time now, we would do what's called a root drag. Okay. Where you would actually try and get as close as possible to what their natural colour is, and we would take the colour down and then it merge into a lighter colour towards Ooh, the end. Like an ombre. Like an ombre, yeah. Okay. And then we'd put baby lights on there as well. Baby lights. So what's right, what's baby, baby lights? Light? Baby light is like the most like thinnest weave you can ever get to make it like as proper like Almost Jennifer like they're Anderson. Like it's hitting it and it's Exactly, it creates a shimmer. <laughs> So when you say the thinnest weave, sorry, so you mean like the tiniest amount of hair that's yeah, on the so foil? You weave, like a and then weave, and then weave again, okay. and then it becomes, it's like the thinnest strip you can get of that, like I think hair. that's what I have, because I, when I went to this new colorist, I was amazed at how like many foils. Yeah, yeah. There were like 80 foils yeah. in my hair, which I'm really not used to. I'm used but to having a few like, strands oh in each. Yeah. Tiny, tiny sections, yeah. yeah. All these strands. It is epic. I think one thing that clients need to understand is use an Instagram picture as a reference, mm -hmm. but don't believe it. Because well, okay. everyone's hair is different, I right? always well, use one person as my reference. Who's your one person? Um, Sierra. Who's that? Yeah, that singer. <laughs> She's black, Olivia. No, but her hair. <laughs> no, but her hair is the perfect length and colour. Right, She's okay. She's have very different hair to you. No, that's I know, your but, point, though, isn't it? Well, but I'm that's my like, reference, no, like that golden, beautiful balayage yeah, yeah. with the long at the front. Yeah. She's like the perfect. Her hair's always like, ooh, I just yeah, well, like her J Lo hair. Yeah, J Lo you know? hair's major. Right, so it's like that's always my reference yeah, yeah. point. But, but is it unrealistic to pick women of different ethnicities to you? As that's a genuine question. Yeah, as a hair reference. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because your point is that you have to be. And also, you've got the filter on as well. So, it's like, the Insta filter. you know, like, yeah, the Insta filters is a big problem for hairdressers, especially with the blondes. Interesting. Why? Because it's just you can't get that color. <sighs> just things like this. Just it's crazy. created an obsession with ash. Really? A big obsession. Okay. And Not for me. I actually, Zero obsession here for ash. <laughs> I really like golden sun-kissed tones, yeah. but people seem to think it's like, my hair's red. And you're like, it's not, it's not as And people are like, I need ash, I need ash, I need ash. Okay. Ash, like blue, is a very unnatural Do you know what, it's actually? Cold. It's really mm. cold. I think being a blonde, people get blondorexia. I think it's a yeah. thing. Wow. They get yes. obsessed I've heard of that. with obsessed. it. And I have, not so much now, but I do know that feeling of, you go in and you come out and you're like, oh my God, it, it looks a bit dull or it doesn't look as blonde. So mm. then you go back and you're like, I want to be really blonde. And it mm. becomes an obsession. I yeah, think that's a real thing with blondes. Also, like things like the lights in salons are dire. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so true, actually. It's true. It's true. Really light so true. Yeah. So, is there a difference between balayage and ombre? Or are they the same thing? Like, what should you ask for? It's Technique one, like, wise, they're very, very similar. Yeah. But an ombre literally is like Dark a graduation. Light. Yeah, you're going to get a dense amount of blonde on the ends. Okay. Where balayage is very, it's bespoke. So the safest thing to ask for if you want that kind of natural but a bit of a lift is balayage. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can I ask another thing? With blondes, what is that technique where you paint directly on? 
Is that a technique? Because you know people still use foils, but then I've seen some people just have the paint put yeah, on. Yeah, well that is still a form of balayage. What's the difference? The thing is though, balayage, okay, we use foil to lift hair as bright as we can get it. So we need foil to create heat. Okay. This is inside information here. So if somebody was like, I really want to be insanely blonde, we would need that. Okay. Balayage will lift the hair, but it does create a warmth. It will create a golden colour. Interesting. That yeah. is actually that is really useful. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Becky, you use bleach. Yes. So how bad is bleach for you, really? Sorry to throw you under the bus. Bleach <laughs> is, well, everything's bad for your hair, generally. True. True. Yeah. Well, colour is bad for it, isn't it? There's nothing out there that will be able to do that job for us. Okay. So we have to use it. Bleach is a lot better than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Like now we have like bonding service, so we have like smart bond to be able to make and keep the integrity of hair mm -hmm. while we're lifting it with bleach. Mm. But the thing is though, going back to the, a slight bit of hair cutting as well, because of the amount of balayage that we do now, we are always overlapping product. Mm -hmm. So that means that we do need to be doing like more split end removal when we're cutting hair now. Okay. That doing that just like inches is never enough. So that's why we have to do so much split end removal and actually looking at the hair inside rather than just the ends because of colouring. So basically, if you've got coloured hair, you need to be more fastidious with your cuts. 100%. Okay. And then really speaking to your hairdresser about if you are having you know, a lot of balayage, you are having a lot of highlights, your product choices and your treatments will probably have to change to that as well. Okay. We talked about going naturally grey, which mm. is great for some people, but others want to cover it. So if you are seeing the grey, and perhaps if you're darker, because obviously we know it's easier on blondes, what should you be doing to cover it up? What are the kind of ways to manage it without feeling like you have to rush the hairdresser every five minutes? And more maintenance all the time. Exactly. It is a big maintenance thing. Okay, so, but I think gone are the days where people used to cover their grey and used to have this kind of like, solid dark yeah, line exactly. it was like you need your colour yeah colour, it's right? like you're grey we, like, um, <laughs> we use all ammonia free products and what that does that means that the hair kind of like the colour will slowly fade out mm -hmm. but coverage is yeah it's a problem I think, you know, like, you've got, like, the hair remedies, you've got, like, the colour sprays and things like that to keep you going. Yeah, what about the kind of at-home washes just to kind of... Touch just, it up. Yeah, in between salon visits, because it's expensive. It is expensive. So you mean, like, the powder sprays and things oh, no, like that? Oh, no, but you've got to wash it. But there's also just kind of, like, they're not a dye, but they're kind of a cover. I like, would always get advice by your hairdresser, because what you don't want to be doing, you don't want to be causing harm to what you've already got. Right, OK. And also, your hairdresser will know if it will accidentally darken it or accidentally cause any sort of situations there. So think of your hairdresser like your doctor, basically. It's mm. literally like, you know, I can't get in all the time. And hairdressers are obviously, we're all going to be aware that people can't get in. Time is an issue. Money is an issue. So it's almost like, I want to be able to keep this going as long as possible. Mm. I've heard about this. Would this help me? Sure. And, you know, it's my job to know about more products outside of mm -hmm. our salon. So, you know, and I do think, I think the mascaras are kind of quite good. My rule of thumb is if people are going grey, you don't need to do anything unless the grey starts to congregate in one area. If it's evenly distributed, it could almost just be light. Just pull it out. Exactly. No, it's exactly. not that double. Is that, is that true? That if you yank out a one grey hair, hair it's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be. That's a good yeah. myth. I know it from people doing it a little bit, but the thing is, the more you pull hair out, there's a good possibility it probably won't grow back from there anymore. Okay. Ooh. Noted. What can you do to protect your colour? What's the best way to make it last longer? Right, okay. This is a subject that I'm obsessed about. Ooh, tell us. Good. Okay, Obsession. so shall we start with the blondes? Okay. Sure. Because I think that's, you know, we have our largest majority of our salon people are that come to our salons are blondes. Mm -hmm. A client's duty is to look after the work the hairdresser's done. 
Okay, so if you've thrown X amount of money of having so-and-so done to your hair and you've been in the salon for like three to four hours, the worst thing you can do is put something on your hair that's going to stain it. Okay, and I think the best example of this is blonde hair, think of it like a brand new white t-shirt. It's clean, it's really, really shiny, and it's really, really bright. Over time, that t-shirt will start to fade and go a bit grey because it's mixed in with other colours in the washing machine and things like that. If you've got blonde hair and you're using products that are either green, pinks, reds, especially yellow and amber sort of colours, eventually that will start to tint your hair. Okay, so you mean like uh, shampoos, right? Shampoos, okay. oils especially, sure. and things like that. Over yeah. time, that will start to just tint and dull the hair. If your hair's been lifted to a beautiful blonde, there's nothing in there. There's no miracle that's going to suddenly change that hair unless yeah. there's something going on it. Mm -hmm. So I would always say, really, if you're blonde, you always want to stick to transparent, white, or purple so shampoo. I was going to say, that purple, purple thing, everyone yeah. talks the about purple. Yeah. Yeah. How, why is purple then the exception? That... Because it neutralises yellow. This is basic science. I'm literally it? like mad. It sounds pretty high-tech science to me, but yeah. And also, <laughs> real quickly... <laughs> Is it true that you shouldn't wash your hair straight after having blonde dye put in because it like saps up the colour? Was that a myth? I think that's a myth. Okay, yeah, move that one on. <laughs> <laughs> also, what's immediately? Like, well, I just heard that the strands are more porous, so if you get in the water straight away, it soaks up the colour. Mm. Who spends yeah. four hours in a hairdresser and goes one straight in the water? <laughs> one thing that is important is they're not using like semi hot water. Yeah, okay. Oh, because what's be... more delicious than a boiling, scalding know, hot shower? Like, yeah. With blonde hair, it's like you don't want to scorch your hair. Like, right, right. Really, okay. Really, okay. Yeah. Damage. And what about brunettes then? What colours should you be treated, or what can you do generally if you've got yeah. darker hair to make? So I would say brunettes and redheads kind of go under the sure. same sort of like area, really. So you would want to be using a product range which is designed purely for prolonging the colour. Okay. So but, purology is the key thing. But what happens if you have lightened on the on the edge? Right. <laughs> You're not really worried about your natural colour, are you? That's not going to affect, be affected. But if you are if you are having a glossing on your hair. Oh right. Oh well, how are you supposed to? So you want something that is not going to sort of like wash out. I mean, sulfate free. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of like it's a bit of a funny. I don't know. Some people are pro it. Some people aren't. Sort of like pro it. Sort oh. of thing. Really, it's. I'm sort of on the fence of it a little bit. But making sure that you are not using something which kind of lavas up too much or anything like that or strip cleanses Gone are the days of a nice soapy. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so quickly, if you were to recommend one product for each for blondes and brunettes in terms of shampoo okay, and so the brands, the brands to go to? Yeah, blondes, I would say Kerastar's um, Blonde Absolute, mm -hmm. which is all based around different variations of purple. Okay, right. So you've got like really, really creamy purple to really, really strong purple, mm -hmm. depending on what blonde you are. And then I would say Pureology Hydrate. Pureology is a vegan-based product, mm -hmm. so if that is important, to some people, but Pureology is all about prolonging colour. Great. That's great to know. That's, That's a tip. Yeah, That's a good tip. Also, sort of like going on that though, as well, is like understanding, it's a good question that never gets asked to hairdressers, is understanding a product range. Mm. Like every product range, mm. and the same with skincare, will have a colour mm. and it will represent something. Mm -hmm. You so can't so, just pick off the shelf exactly. willy-nilly. Yeah, so, yeah. so say yeah. for instance, like Kerastar's orange and white is moisture, green is protein and, mm -hmm. that, and everything like that. It's quite quite good to understand that, yeah, really. That's a really good point. I need to ditch my yellow shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> but I think really? it's important to understand what you like as a clean. The idea of like some people might like to feel like that something is on the hair, it's coated. 
Yes. Oh, Some people like their hair to feel like I don't want it to feel like anything is oh. on there. Yeah, I like that. Generally, people with finer hair, people with blonde hair, like their hair to feel clean as long as possible. Mm, yeah. So they like generally, I push them more towards Kara styles. If people like their hair to be really, really coated, really glossy, yeah. kind of quite LA. Mm. That is so me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I would say sort of like red kin because that kind of like oh, really delivers on there. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> kind of like everybody has their type living of thing, proof. Really. How Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> living proof. Yeah. <laughs> Avocado a day for Jennifer Aniston. It's about your good fat. Well, well it, yeah, it? yeah. Olive oil. It's what comes out is the key. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's keep talking about products. If everyone could own one hair product, what should it be? Not shampoo and conditioner. Apart from shampoo. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be the yeah. ultimate all-rounder, hasn't it? So I would say my ultimate all-rounder, which will deal with winter, summer, protection, frizziness, is a product called List Control by Technia L'Oreal. Okay. It's a cream. It's weightless. So it's amazing and it will help you be able to tongue your hair, straighten your hair, detangle. That's really, really good. That's a fantastic Write product. Write that down. Yeah. Oh, but one. there is another one which is Redkin 25. And what it has, it has 25 benefits. Oh, wow. Right. And is it also quite weightless because personally, yeah. I've got fine hair, even there's a lot of it, so yeah. it really gets weighed down. By... Yeah, One United 25 by Redkin is absolutely incredible. Whereas Very I like to weigh nice. it down as much as I can. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's because be otherwise, it's, yeah, mm. too much bulk. Yeah. So yeah. I like it the more that's in. I'm currently enjoying Olaplex 6 and okay, the oil yeah. in it mm. to really lace it down. A lot of people love Olaplex. <laughs> Me out using all that term. I base a lot of my tips from my wife. So like things like I will tell clients to do slightly naughty things with their hair. And that will be things like if their hair is like really needing moisture and they're really struggling with it, brushing it out in the morning, I'll be like, do a month of doing a mask for a conditioner. Swap a conditioner for sure. a mask. Oh, yeah. It's quite naughty. Yeah. But it's moisturising. But it will give you like an insane amount of moisture for like okay. a month and then just stop doing it. What are the best masks? I would say Mask and Tons by Kerastars is like the ultimate mask. It's just like luxury or Redkin All Soft Mask is okay. like butter to hair. It's incredible. Can I have a quick question on masks? <laughs> you get in the shower, mm. you wet your hair, you wash it, then you do the mask. Yeah. Do you have to towel dry your hair? I well, mean, it's just like really in real life, this is so yeah. annoying. You're just standing what? butt naked for 10 cold. minutes. I get really like, cold. What? Yeah, yeah. In a perfect world, it'd be nice to towel dry the hair and then put your mask on. But I mean, you just got to wring it out as much as possible Fine. to be perfectly. And honest. then get on, then do all your washing, your shaving, your exfoliating, whatever you need to do. That's and what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to save other shower related activities. <laughs> No. For the mask, well, just make sure it's the first thing you do in the shower. Oh, you don't have to wash it first. You can well, wash it and then get on with the legs and everything else and get that done and then do what And off how the long end. should one, what's optimum? <sighs> I mean, if you can get it on for five minutes, brilliant. Okay, That's five. I would do a ten. Ten is always like the thing, but I mean, yeah. Who does if, that? I mean, it's so hard to do ten minutes in yeah, a shower. I, I mean, know. Like, I remember hearing, I feel like this was like a thing earlier this year or last year, that you should be doing conditioner first and then shampoo. Is that a lie? Oh, okay. It's quite an old school remedy actually really yeah most conditioners will have a small amount of a cleansing property in mm -hmm. there it is a bit of an old-fashioned trick so whether it works i can't really say it might work for some people actually okay. um, but it doesn't really matter though, i can't no. really see it matter to be okay. perfectly okay. honest it's actually a bit of a men's trick oh interesting yeah um, perhaps not on our yeah. long yeah, <laughs> yeah, but... and also that just goes against the order of life and you like shampoo then you yeah, yeah. So like you, want, you want the gloss and the softness <laughs> at, the end, at the end yeah, yeah. Okay. i'll tell you one thing that has kind of feel like it has disappeared i remember in the 90s there was like a real big thing for like leaving conditioners oh yeah mm, yes huge Great. thing yeah yes i used to use one yeah. i use that on my now. son because he like if i can get to wash his hair
there it's one thing so then I'm like fine and now I'll use a leave yeah. mm. but it does make it all like lovely and glossy and silky <laughs> yeah because it's got it's coated yeah, yeah. yeah. It's delicious exactly. yeah. what about dry shampoo love okay for styling purposes or actually I feel like it's come off Both. a lot hasn't it yeah yeah. Like, is it actually to like save you a day of washing yeah absolutely I use it straight after a blow dry yeah to be honest I would as well a bit of texture as a texture spray and also at the same point it will keep the blow dry going for longer that's a tip and just a bit of volume if someone squashed your hair in a blow dry nothing puts in a bit of on yeah. my hair, just so figured, like, it makes me feel gross. I know you mean for me, the, the dryness of it, yeah. and it means you're dirty because yes. you're having to use yeah, it. Like, you don't true. feel like oh, clean off of Completely it. You right. feel like yeah. you've got I'm this just... product in your head, <laughs> which adds to the itch and the mm. grime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for like my girls that love their undone kind of Kate Mossy type of like mm. sort of like hair, then I will use it. I'll put it in the crown. I'll put it behind the ears, especially. Okay. Can I give you a tip though? Do. On really hot nights you know like in the summer mm. if you spray dry shampoo all around your hairline and don't rub it in literally sleep with it it can absorb that sweat and that moisture to that stop the genius. frizz you know if you get quite oh, that's really good like you've got to do, like look on the really hot nights what you're gonna do but like if, or if the central heating comes on you wake up always a bit like yes Ugh. That's fascinating. I'm going to start doing wow. that for gym classes. Yeah, <laughs> Go on, Olivia. <laughs> I don't know if you're like profusely sweating, but like just to take the edge off yeah, the moisture. Yeah. It's like a sort of white line around your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's not sexy, but you know, it works. <laughs> and what are the best? You gave me one recently that you love. I love Chlorins. I've always, it's the French one. It's amazing. It's got oat milk. It's feels oh. really natural. Ooh, that's that's Chlorine is like in every Parisian's cupboard, isn't yeah. it, basically? It's there was a period when um, many years ago that products in England, especially, you had a bit of a bad patch we didn't have that much around right. and I remember like I used to just have for my session kit for shows I just have to raid the French supermarkets to be able to get like really good and Corain was just there because it was the best dry shampoo it around really did you get it here though? You can get it yeah. on your, online, yeah, like, online. online stores. Okay. Yeah. And like South Kenwood, you have like the old French chemist, so you can pick it up there. And know. the other one, I've just remembered what it was. It was Amica. It's called Amica, and it's oh, sold yes. on Birchbox. It's more expensive than chlorine, so it's pricier, but it is clear. It yeah, comes it out is, clear. Yeah. And I really struggle with dry shampoos that are clear because I tend to find them quite sticky. Mm-hmm. But this one is like a mist. Yes. I think I gave yeah, it a lovely it. brand and it's like SPF yeah, and everything. Yeah. It's really nice. Okay, yeah, noted. How can you prevent frizz? One top tip. Regular cut. <laughs> the, yeah, it's definitely sort of like really? the first Really? Even around the edges and stuff? Well, people that have hair that frizz normally means that they're lacking moisture, oh. and that's going to come from the bottom first. So that's going to start to climb and climb higher. So definitely, even I if people... I like, that's what frizz is. Okay. People with really, really curly hair, they're definitely going to be more prone to it more. Because I guess frizzy, dry hair gets frizzy, doesn't it? So that does make sense. Yeah. That it yeah. Needs yeah. To be moist and also it's like a combination of, you know hot head yeah. and yeah. then cold air and things like that can really quite yeah. sort of like pop I would say you want to battle it with a product first of all which is whatever you said it yeah this control would be a major one there maybe even a leave-in conditioner like wow they go yeah leave it I mean like Paul Mitchell the conditioner is amazing that's incredible and I use that for people with like Caribbean hair that have got really that naturally really frizzes by Mm -hmm. itself anyway but I would say Redkin Frizz Dismiss that range is absolutely incredible but with a product once you've solved the problem you have to move on okay because like it's a bit like skincare you get used to it Mm -hmm. exactly once you've solved the problem like the frizziness and like that then you move on and go to some to a normal pH or something along those lines, and then once that problem comes back, then you know what to oh, do. Oh, don't maintain. Don't stick to the same thing. Once you've solved it, then it's done. That's a good thing. Yeah, too. absolutely. Especially um, with protein. Protein's not a good one for frizzy hair. What products have protein in them? So protein is for people that need to like rebuild something. If something's like 
breaking. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Protein. You need protein to build yeah. muscle. So you kind of like, think yes. like cement, you're trying to fill in the gaps type of thing and like that. So when you say protein, you mean protein like within a shampoo or conditioner yeah. or, or like a supplement? No, yeah. just something which is like a scientifically created protein, basically. Okay. That would be the best thing. If people's hair are like breaking, they've had like a bit of a touch with it. They have had like a bad like colour problem or something mm-hmm. like that. Or their hair's just breaking for some reason. Mm-hmm. Then generally we'll go, right, get some protein in there quickly. But okay. then you have to stop. Okay. Because once you over-protein something, it go, hair goes hard. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Like muscles. Yeah, no, and okay. also, yeah, too much protein in you can cause build-up yeah. and mm. problems. Okay, so once, you've, once you're like, right, it's great, I'm just no longer breaking or it feels good. And then you go back to something which feels like it's on a balance of moisture and protein or just moisture you just brought up supplements mm. are they good or are they not is oh, that just marketing like take a gummy, gummy yeah. oh. I mean look yeah. I think we can always discount anything no offence coming out of American like C-Labs but in terms of like yeah, yeah. you know are there supplements worth or anything? just having a good healthy diet is the point well I would always say a healthy diet is, is for everything in life uh, yeah. exactly so diet is essential to every type of growth within your body so, yeah, I would always put that one in there. How can one tablet focus solely on your I scalp? Know. Like, how does it know yeah. to... Yeah, it's The true. thing is, though, I went through a stage in my life where I was like, supplement, supplement, months, but basically, you're going to wee everything out eventually, aren't you? I mean, let's face right. it. Also, your body only absorbs what it needs or it expels yeah. it, yeah. so you don't oh, know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, you don't really know what it takes yeah. or doesn't. So, so with that I am a little bit on the fence on it. I'm not... That's good. We don't but need But then I have heard things. people going, oh, yeah, you know, my nails have been so much stronger and longer now since I've had, like, I'm like, okay, cool. But then that's not really what <laughs> you want to That's not helpful for my hair. Yeah, but so I can't really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about like homemade that you know people put like olive oil on? Their yeah, hair yeah. And avocado, like all those homemade. I have friends that swear by like sleeping coconut oil and all. Right. Yeah, yeah. Real I mean, or myth? If you think about people like in Brazil, like people put like olive oil or coconut oil mm-hmm. on their hair, like hair butters and things like that, and that definitely works for them because their hair is like insanely thick and frizzy. Mm-hmm. So they need that. Taming. more moisture than like you two uh, shouldn't do it it would weigh you down oh my God. You, you, hair would feel, just feel you'd want to wash it constantly really? also does it even yeah. wash out when you've got oil like you need a few shampoos yeah. to get that feeling yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely hair is not for me but so. you know there, there's so many old sort of like remedies things like mm. that but do you really want your hair smelling of food yeah no, <laughs> no. let's talk about hair loss hair loss happens doesn't it for multiple reasons well hormonal age yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly what can you do to combat that I think you first of all, whenever you feel like I feel like my hair's thinning, you've got to break down is your hair noticeably thinning mm-hmm. or is it just feel like that you're just getting a lot coming out mm. of your hands? Okay. If you are noticeably thinning, then you definitely need to have a go for a product or actually you need to go see a trichologist. Okay. And, and then that's a scalp specialist, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's the, if you're like this is clearly mm. this is something Athenia. going on here. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you've got you've got to go see a trichologist. Yeah. And you've okay. or go to the nioxin is an incredible range which is yeah. proven and it's created by a trichologist that will really help that. Mm-hmm. They have got tablets as well that you can take. But if people are like, oh my god, I'm blocking up the plugs, and yeah, like, yeah. well, you know, could be because of the length of your hair. Mm-hmm. I am a believer in seasons to affect your hair. I was literally about to ask you because I think right now the season is affecting my hair. Well, like I you have a bit of a shed almost. Quite yeah. a shed is going on. Yeah. And I think once again, go back to the skin. Like my skin is affected seasonally, mm-hmm. and also I feel like my scalp is affected seasonally yeah. as well at the same time. So I do believe that. Also, things like if you're on a holiday and you burn your head. You know, yeah. but like, that's going to affect it. I heard a really odd one last week, actually, about <laughs> hair loss. Mm. Um, and apparently a woman was, like, saying that her dentist said that if you've had a bit of a problem with your teeth or, like, you know, you've had to have some serious work done, that can affect hair loss. Wow. It's kind of like a dental trauma. And I was like, but it's re- not, yeah. But really, like, everything's wow. connected in it the is. body. It's yeah, not so shocking. Like, if something's happened, even stress or anxiety, yes, it just affects yeah. everyone differently. Yeah. So I guess it's a holistic approach to why your hair's falling yeah. out. Yeah, true. So true. Yeah, in a big way. But I would generally... 
generally say stress is the main yeah. main yeah. reason. Also, mindlessly or unknowingly, like tugging, pulling. Yeah. You know, mm. people do play with their hair a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it can be a little thing. People think I'm losing so much hair. So if people tie their hair up a lot, oh, the hair doesn't really get a chance to actually leave. And then when you actually do get to brush your hair, yeah, the shadow, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? That actually wow. probably is part of it. But I notice it round the very fronts yeah. here. Like I have ba- like literally almost patches. That's very like, you know, after pregnancy when your hair can fall out in clumps, it feels like, it's because I guess horrible. it hasn't. Yeah. That sounds almost hormonal then yeah. changes. Baby hair yeah. never really gets a chance to grow, unfortunately. Okay. I'm the same back here. Yeah, little sticks. Horrible bits here that my makeup yeah. gets caught in. Which is it's yeah. so weird, yeah, isn't it? Scar, you're like, oh, yes. they're trailing across my face. But there's a thing for that now, though. Have you seen like the brushes that people are making that like toothbrushes then you can put like little hairspray on them no. or you could just use a, a toothbrush or you can use a toothbrush I <laughs> get the straighteners out every morning for those bits which of course dries them out which of course mm. makes them yeah, more that's a vicious circle but it's they're wild yeah. otherwise yeah. mine's because I love a scraped back pony but then yeah. Yeah. I can't do it I wish I could do that yeah. I can't yeah that's and finally on scalp health we talked about you oh, I love that. Scrub. I think that really helps. And you know when you say hairdresser and they really give you yeah, a massage, yeah, yeah. you almost feel like they're boosting the blood supply yeah, to well, that's it. That's exactly that what it is. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, you don't do it on your own. You know, who's like... Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, um, Kerastice has just brought out this thing called a Fuso scrub and it is absolutely incredible and they've designed it based on people with colour of hair. You can put little different type of scents in there to make it smell different. Oh, like yes. And every time something new comes out, I'm a bit like, mm, yeah, whatever. But actually, it was pretty amazing and we found like loads of guys are having it done which is really bizarre but it does really really cleanse okay. takes everything off the impurities anything that's on there gets rid of that and also just starts the blood flowing to the scalp again and that's what's going to make your hair grow let's face it okay. if you need to do it to your legs and skin to boost your like yeah. lymph nodes yeah, yeah. why wouldn't you do it to your hair yeah. let's face it and you your know, face your now with like the crystal rollers and things, right, like, like, that, what? things like that I mean let's I mean, crystal water bottle like you just <laughs> got yeah. inside outside okay let's talk about trends quickly cool. you touched on the old school friends vibe and yeah. people aren't still asking for the Rachel, Rachel anymore yeah. are they no well there is a modern Rachel there if you think about it yeah. What is yeah. the her hair? Rachel? I mean, no disrespect, she's an icon. Oh, sorry, I see. What but you it's mean. not how it was her hair. No, you know what I mean. It's not but like she's not a noteworthy hair person. If you break person. down why the Rachel or the Shag, the America would call it, was so <laughs> successful, it's because it was the balance of it was a bit undone, a bit girl next door. Mm-hmm. You know, she had the color as well. Great color, great color. Got a contour, you yeah, know, everything yeah. like that going on, and it was all scrunched in and all messy. That is. And has been the same properties of like the electric chunk undone midi that we've yes. been doing so for so true. many years. Yeah. It is like cute little wave around the face, a little bit scruffy around the back. Yeah. Not too high maintenance. Yeah. And even though so it takes work really, to get there. Effectively, it is the same thing. The same thing, but minus the layer. So obviously Alexa's big. What else? Who are the celebs or Instagram stars that people are bringing to you the most? I would say actually full on celebrities has kind of gone on a quiet one at yeah, the moment. People are, are so used to just bringing in a picture from Instagram mm-hmm. and it could be like a influencer or something like that and it could be them from the back or yeah. from the side and you don't even know who they are sometimes. Yeah. Pinterest, so many good hair options. Uh, so honestly, I have this yeah. perfect Pinterest image on my phone of a ponytail. So it's like yeah. faceless. I'm like, that is the ultimate mm-hmm. in colour and texture and positioning, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. I would say really now, like if people are like, what's your favourite decade? of hairdressing it was like the 60s the 60s was mm-hmm. always the best it was like you had the hippie you had the Vidal Sassoon thing it was all there in the 60s but for me now I would say 
hair has never looked so good. I agree. Yeah. Like I now, agree. But and we has said been that for about the last makeup years, too. Yeah. Like, mm. It's just been the best. Colour's been the best. The it's legs have been the best. People are really informed yeah. now. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And like, you know, you take ownership of things more than just rely yeah. on someone. Yeah. And I think it's because the references are right. So for instance, like a lot of hairdressers that I know that I respect always been like, you know, it's about the Jane Birkin fringe or it's about the Bardo fringe and the Bardo waves and the French looking waves and the LA blondes and things like that. And they're the key kind of like references mm-hmm. that I would say that you know we're getting it right yeah it's been a while now and, and we are definitely getting it right although well we look back in 10 years time and be yeah. like what the hell are we all doing <laughs> at least it's natural though that's exactly. your point right like how we bad could, could it be we could back in like 10 you years 20 years that. time we could be like that my god I look like Farrah Fawcett but with a bit more of a you know because yeah. it is very 70 surely yeah. in the 80s they thought they were getting it right yeah, I mean they weren't true. like this is a shit decade yeah. for hair exactly. do you know what I mean like yeah. surely you always think you're doing yes. it right yeah absolutely obviously like Alexa Chug has always been like one of my main dominant things really it doesn't do anything because I like luscious healthy yeah. it's yeah. like you like a mane of hair you like a glossy yeah. yeah I am more polished yeah yes absolutely but I do like she heard her say something really interesting which was whenever she has to go to an event she has to really really dress up which is not normally her type of thing she always has to counterbalance her hair with something quite boyish which I respect and I really think that's really mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and I kind of think that's really cool we talk about that a lot in the context of fashion about yeah. if you are wearing something really glam that again it's the French way yeah. is to then not have mm. I remember we did something with Lulu de Saison who's a French influencer and she said she couldn't believe how you know you watch the Oscars or you know you go to a British wedding or something and everybody it's like the dress and the hair and, and the, the makeup. makeup and it's like whoa 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 like if you're French you would definitely have if it's your dress is nothing else exactly yeah. you have your dress yeah. and then you have your mess, you know your tousled hair and your low-key makeup and that's the way to find that that kind of chic yeah. balance the prison thing is a very interesting thing because i did a lot quite a bit of stint in paris mm. and it was a whole new philosophy mm. of hair and just being how to run yourself in fashion and within your beauty regime but it was the idea that you want to try and portray that you haven't put any effort into anything mm. but it just naturally happens and it's like and you don't care about it and that's even more work Oh my it's god! It's even more work to look like. It's like, easier yeah. to be yeah. like, I'm going big and bouncy. Yeah. And yeah. It's, like, it's like the saying they have a saying called trois fois rien, which means three times nothing. nothing yeah. Which is like the idea of like, yeah, just, yeah. Just, oh. just but done. nothing, as we know, is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but really behind there, it's literally like, right, that goes to that, that goes to yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like blow dry straight and crimp curl, texturize, make it look like. Put my hair in a braid and slept in it to make it look like I'm just being naughty. But you know, like I do put that as my kind of benchmark. Yeah, got it. Absolutely. What trends are there around these days that people should avoid or that you're just not a fan of? Right, there's definitely a lot of a whisper going around about the perm coming back again. Yes, we just it. It has come back, like Hershenson's, I think. Yeah, a modern perm. Correct. Yeah, but that is whoever's doing them Hershey's that they've nailed it and that is a fine art yeah it's okay, a fine art take that as your reference d- yeah. it's not just any old perm no how they're doing it I have no idea but it is incredible what they're doing with it so if you have got quite flat hair and you do want a bit more body a bit more of a wave aside from a perm what can you do to get that dry styling okay so it's just literally about straighteners or your tongs yeah about that and also making sure that you're layering products up when the hair's dry mm-hmm. because I mean, like, people say they want big hair, mm-hmm. but they don't want big, big hair. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it, people want, like, flatter at the front yeah, yeah, and yeah. more hair, and maybe a bit more height in the crowd, but they want more width mm-hmm. to it. More, They want that wave that has the yeah. width. So concentrate on that. Don't try and go, oh, I need to buy these rollers or I need to buy this to give myself loads sure. of root lift because you're going to go, no, this going to look awful. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it is literally like big size brushes or big size tongs and concentrate on getting the wave around the okay. face and that gives the impression of width. Width. That's what I do. Width, width. and dry hair. I do. Fringes are back. What did you think Fringes about? are always 
is around. Sorry, Fringes, sorry. sorry. Yeah, okay. Fringes are that. always around and they just have their various type of thing at the moment. Like last year was very much the Gringe, the grown out Fringe. Oh, I love a Gringe. That's a messy. Um, hard to maintain though. Hard to wake up in the morning and roll out of bed. Yeah, with a, with a yeah like absolutely, absolutely. How does anyone so. really get to roll out of bed with their hair really anyway? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Even if I'm quickly doing the frizzy There's little bit. thing you do. And if it's just yeah. a Fringe, quick, who cares? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But Fringe to people, it can be a life changer thing though. If they are people that tie their hair up a lot, that means that all they've got to do is blow out the front. Yeah. And then pull these little bits well, out. Yeah, and sure. suddenly you like look really done. Yeah. Georgie doesn't have a proper, she's got like a bit of a, a fringy kind of front thing going on. And she always swears by just washing that. Yeah. She, like, oh, if, yeah, if, if you, your hair needs a lift, she just will yeah, wash that absolutely. front. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Although mine would be like fluffy and poofy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Right yeah, but um, fringes are absolutely massive. They are, they're huge. And it's either a very, very statement fringe, like quite a square, blunt fringe or yeah, something like that. like very like. Claudia Winkleman, which is what I love yeah. Claudia Winkleman. Yeah. Right but the maintenance of that. That is, yeah. I mean, you're talking, that's weekly fringe drapes. Yeah. Wow. And okay. who and like we're every two again, weeks at that, uh, push. I mean, she's like before every show is probably having a little. Yeah. Like, who can yeah. be bothered yeah, for that? And if you're growing out a fringe, any tips? What you want to do if you want to grow out a fringe, you want to do it in like how do I describe it? The best thing to do it is kind of split it up into two. Mm-hmm. So you grow the sides out first, and then make a feature out of the sure. middle, and then gradually grow it out. Because really, if you think if you're growing out a fringe, what you want to happen is that when you tie your hair up. You get the cute little bits that come around the side, and then these bits kick out, and you want to create that first, and then do the grow. Okay, that's the best. Okay, let's just go. Yeah, 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 yeah. go. 